Well, there's a reason when we started this show, we didn't limit it to just 80s and 90s country music. There was really good stuff coming out of the early 2000s as well. And leading that charge is our next guest, Sarah Evans. Sarah, welcome to the Honky Tonk Time Machine. Good to have you. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Well, we have so much to talk about. We got to get caught up with our native Missourian here. So you actually have a new album. It just came out yesterday. It's called Copy That, and it looks like it's an album of covers. It is. It's my first ever covers album. I've been waiting to do this project probably my entire career because um, I grew up you know, in central Missouri. I was raised on a farm. Um, I'm the third oldest of seven kids, and I had a band with my brothers. And so from the time I was five or six years old, I was singing in bars and playing at rodeos and fairs and wedding dances, and we were a cover band, you know. So I love doing cover songs, and so this year was just the, the right year, I guess, to put one together, and I'm so excited. I'm probably more excited about this album than anything I've ever released. First off, the album cover is fantastic. It's it's retro-looking. You. you. look great. Yeah, I wanted to do characters because, you know, we – and we span, I think, six decades of songs um, on this album, and there's really no rhyme or reason, like, to the songs. They're just songs that I love and um, songs that I wanted to sing for people to kind of shock them and – you know, because so often, like, people only know you by your singles that you release, and they don't really dive deep into your albums and hear, like, your diversity. And so we put some crazy songs on here, like Come On Eileen and My Sharona. Um, it just kind of covers a little bit of, of all the parts of my personality. And I've always wanted to do, like, a blonde wig and have... <laughs> become a different character. So we have three characters in the artwork. The blonde, which is sort of like Tammy Wynette. And then I wear a long black wig, which is kind of like Patsy Cline or Loretta Lynn. And then then there's just the real normal me. Um, so we had so much fun with that. Yes, it is really cool. And, and a little bit of everything, like you said, um, Patsy Cline and Hank Williams to Dexy's Midnight Runners. Uh, I think he, there's some Poco on there. I saw Crazy Love by Poco, and I was like, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I still, like, just almost cry every time I listen to that song. Um, you know, we had so much fun making the record, and uh, I chose this new producer. His name is Jared Kay, and... I heard his work on the Rustin Kelly album. Rustin Kelly is Casey Musgrave's husband, and he has this incredible album called Dying Star that came out a year ago or so. And I was like, oh, my gosh, who produced that? And so we got in touch with him, and he lives here in Nashville, and we just completely you know, hit it off um, in every way. And musically, we were exactly on the same page. So he introduced me to a whole group of, musicians and engineers that he's been working with that I've never met. And so that even added to the fun and the excitement and everything about this record is, even though it's a covers album, it's the most fresh sound, you know, that I possibly could have come up with. So that was very fun. We spent the entire month of October in the studio every day, just having fun. And that definitely comes through in this album. You can tell and you've been known to cover songs before and then release them as singles. You've had big success with Rod Stewart's My Heart Can't Tell You No and 
Edwin McCain could not ask for more. You've done Radney Foster. You have a knack for covering classic songs, but then kind of making them your own and turning them into big hits again. And not every artist can do that. Yeah, and and I love doing it. Like I said, you know, I learned how to sing that way and just figuring out, like, what are songs that I know are going to be right for me to sing and they're going to sound so authentic to me and who I am as an artist, but also that everybody loves and everybody knows. And so with this covers album, I wanted to surprise people and have them go, oh, my gosh, I haven't heard that song in so long. And so I tried to find songs that were the tiniest bit obscure, but still, once you hear them, it'll definitely evoke a memory. Do you have a favorite song on the album? It's hard to say. I honestly do love everyone. And, you know, when when we listen to it every time, so my daughters were, well, all three of my kids were really involved in making the record. My son, Avery, plays guitar on the whole project. My daughter, Olivia, sings harmony on the whole thing. My daughter, Audrey, sings harmony. And, and also they, they were just in, very involved in helping me choose songs, as was my husband. So it's sort of a family event and every time we listen to it top to bottom we're we're equally surprised at how much we love every song but i will say whenever i call you friend um you know stevie nicks and kenny loggins we had philip sweet from little big town come in Mm -hmm. and sing kenny's part and that's probably my favorite just because it was the most difficult it was the most difficult song for the band um we had to put so many harmony parts on it because, and we named the album Copy That because I primarily wanted to copy the songs as they were and not try to change them because they're so great, you know, and everything that those producers and those musicians and those songwriters and those harmony singers did was just phenomenal. And they did it without the technology that we have today. So they were all like in a room together making that incredible music. And so I wanted to really give honor to the parts. And so whenever I call you friend is probably my favorite just because it, it I know how hard we worked on it and it changes keys. It changes time. It, it's just crazy difficult. Such a great song. And I've been listening to this album since it was sent to me last week. And um, it's just so easy to listen to. And I got to say, I love your voice on the old country songs, you know, the Patsy Cline and the yeah. Hank, Hank Williams. And I think, you actually got Old Crow Medicine Show to join you on I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. Yes, and thank you. And that is my wheelhouse for sure. Like those old songs, especially I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. I mean, you know, I grew up not only doing cover covers, but also a lot of bluegrass. And so I learned how to sing that old-timey way. Um, real bluegrass, real like mountain you know, kind of like the Carter family and so that is the real, real, real authentic country side of me. And I love to sing like that and sing songs like that. So, yeah, and we we knew that we needed something for the Hank Williams song other than just, you know, a normal band. We wanted to make it kind of an event because it is just a simple record song. So my manager had the idea to bring in an old crow. And I didn't know anything about them, really, other than Wagon Wheel mm-hmm. and... Those guys came in and just nailed it. I mean, and, and it, we sound like we're straight out of the 30s 
on that song. Yeah, that's what I love about it, and and they are just fantastic. So you guys, y- you meshed well. Your voice sounds great. Again, the album, it's called Copy That. 13 classic songs on the album, and it's available now. And I guess you can just uh, get that wherever you download music, right, Sarah? Wherever you get music, that's right. And we also have amazing double vinyls Ooh. Um, that we're selling, and they turned out so well. And this, this is an album that's really great to listen to on vinyl, too. So I highly recommend that. Makes great gifts, too. <laughs> that is awesome. Vinyl's a great idea for something like this, for sure. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk about your career a little bit. Seemed like you broke through in 1998. Now, you've been putting out songs there throughout the 90s, but 1998, No Place That Far, seemed to be mm-hmm. the song that kind of busted you onto the scene. What was that like when uh, it finally clicked right there? Well, it was amazing. And I had been, you know, working so hard to get to that point. And, you know, country radio is not an easy thing. I remember when. Cheryl Crow, she's one of my really good friends in the industry. When she decided to put out a country record, um, she called me and she was like, how have you done this? And how did you do this while raising three children at the same time? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And she meant going to country radio and, you know, trying to get your record played. And even, even if you're Cheryl Crow, which should be a no-brainer like yeah we're gonna play a Cheryl Crow country record no question you don't even got to come visit us you know because you're Cheryl Crow and I just laughed and she said it's just not this way in pop we we don't do this and she had two little boys at the time and um so I was just like yeah now you get it (laughs) um so having the first number one record was just amazing and so fulfilling and then Thank God, you know, I kept having hits after that. Yeah, charted more than 20 singles, and that's just on the Billboard chart alone. 